Orale Raza, bienvenidos and thank you for joining us here at the Chicana Quiero Perspective. I am your host, Martha D, a.k.a. La Sagro, and my producer, Alondra. So on to today's subject. There's something I want to uh, talk about because it's something that's close to my heart, something that I've had to deal with, and something that I know a lot of Raza is having to deal with. Some of us are not familiar with, you know, some of the symptoms uh, we don't know what to look out for. So, and, and most of the time, we're afraid to mention the word mental illness or mental health issues or emotional issues because there's a stigma attached to that. And especially for us Chicanos, you know, I, I had to write down a few phrases that I've heard um, about people who have issues. And, you know, how many of us have heard or even used the same word, you know, decir, deja los pinches locos, or they're just slow, or déjala, está loca, or pégale, pinche lepe malcriado, or, you know, the stuff like that. And we're always, you know, making comments uh, like that. And without realizing that the people that we're talking about may be suffering from something way more serious, you know, a, a mental illness. And us Chicanos, first of all, nos da vergüenza because, again, there's that stigma que van a decir que estamos locos, que no estamos bien, que estamos inestables. And those are all things we don't want to be, right? Because we want to present ourselves as, you know, the perfect person, the perfect family, and we hardly ever discuss mental issues that are facing our kids and that we're having to deal with. And it, it is kind of like internal suffering for no reason, right? Because we shouldn't be ashamed of those issues because everybody has them. I mean, I think most of us suffer from anxiety, right? But we're afraid to address that. I mean, how many of us really are taking medication? Because when I was looking up this subject... Um, I, I found some numbers and it's 10.8% of Chicanos have some sort of mental or emotional disorder. And what I found is that 44% of us are not even looking for help. I bet you that your drunk uncle, el que se le lleva borracho todo el tiempo, al que le, a veces le tenemos miedo, o tu tía drogadicta, o tus primos drogadictos, you know how we label them, and we kind of just stay away from them without realizing that maybe they're suffering from mental Ill illness issues that they're not telling us about, because again, that shame that's attached to having some sort of disorder, wouldn't it be better if we just disclose that to each other, right? Uh, no me siento bien, estoy teniendo miedo, estoy oyendo voces, or we, you know, whatever the disorder is, if we started sharing that, we would start getting rid of some of the shame that we feel by keeping it locked up, you know, like, like it, it's not something horrible. I mean, nothing is, and the more we make it a secret, the more shameful it becomes. Uh, you know, that's just my take on it. But today, I have an honor of having a featured guest, uh, and I invited her here because she's had her share of struggles with, uh, you know, her daughter, or at least trying to recognize the issues that her daughter was facing, and while also battling the stigma and the social issues that, you know, we are terrified of that people will say that our children are crazy or sometimes we moms take it upon ourselves that there's something that we did 
that made our kids that way. So let me introduce you to Brown Mom, and she's going to share a little bit about her experience. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's Brown Mom here. Um, invited to share just a couple bits of my story with my daughter. Started right around 12, noticed a major difference in terms of uh, complete fluctuation, 360, you name it, dark clothes, uh, hair matted down, um, new friends that weren't, you know, her typical group of friends. Um, and I thought, you know, she is just misbehaving. Um, I need to punish her. So I was punishing her and punishing her even more when teachers were calling me from school and saying, you know, she was misbehaving. Um, not really paying attention to those signs, thinking she might want to transition to being a boy. Now, we laugh about it now, but that's really um, how far away from reality that I was. Based on, like uh, Martha D says, our culture. I thought my daughter was just misbehaving, and it took us months of my punishing and her self-harming to finally take its toll on me to the point where I was begging my daughter just to tell me what was going on because as a mother you just know you don't know how to pinpoint it but you know uh, that something's just not right and she finally said I don't feel good mom I don't like how I feel inside um, I can't control any of my emotions and I'm tired of feeling like this and then all of a sudden, it started to make sense. We were heading in a, in a direction that we had never talked about in our home. And so it, it, it took some getting used to uh, in terms of taking my daughter, getting her a diagnosis, and figuring out what to do next. Because the first thing I did was blame myself. I knew it was my fault. I knew it was the times that I had spanked her or yelled at her or punished her. Um, I was certain it was those things, but it's not. It's a generational curse is the way that I view it. It's not a, uh, a thing that has to last forever. It's just that we as brown people have to recognize when our children are suffering. And in our culture, we don't. Our children don't have voices. Um, they're supposed to do what they're told um, and never talk back to us. But... When they're trying to talk to us, they don't have the ability to really force out how they're feeling if we're not listening. And so I would say that our journey has been very hard. Uh, my daughter even got to a point where she was asking me to please let her die because she was just tired of feeling the way that she did. And so I don't think I paid attention at first to how I could fix this because I was too busy blaming myself that I stopped and I had to remind myself that it wasn't me that was needing the help. So I started to do research on mental health. That is great insight. And I know that a lot of us parents take that on ourselves. Again, as I mentioned before, we start to blame ourselves. It's something that we did. It's something that we ate when we were pregnant. It's something that we took. It's, you know, back in the day, one of our ancestors, there was something wrong with them. So it's coming out in this generation. I mean, there's all kinds of bullshit that we feed ourselves, but we shouldn't be. 
We should be doing more research when our children start to have behavioral issues and start searching for answers instead of just keeping it internal. You know what I mean? I've had my own struggles with mental issues, you know, I because I have to make it about myself. Like every show, I have something that's related, but unfortunately, that's the way my life goes, right? Um, you know, I had my own struggles. I, I, it's nothing that you need to be ashamed of, and it's something that we really need to address. I mean, I wish more people would share their stories about, you know, their mental health struggles. I mean, what you're feeling, uh, if you're hearing things, if you're seeing things. Well, they I mean, can't because that's the gringo way. It is. It is. And we should be more of, I'm not saying like be gabachos or anything, but... I'm saying... But their way isn't the wrong way, and that's the problem that us Mexican people are having, is is that these children need therapy, um, despite whatever you think it is, because a lot of us don't understand what attachment styles are. That is true. That is true. And believe it or not, at my age, I'm learning all these things. A brown mom has given me a lot of insight. Her her daughter's struggles uh, made me learn not only about the struggles she was having, but also learn about generational curses. And I really do want to do another show about generational curses and how we can contribute to kind of ending them at least one person at a time. You know, the truth is most of us are a little fucked up, right? By (laughs) Or a lot, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and it dates back to, you know, our, uh, the way we were raised, what we learned while we were growing up. I mean, th- there's so much attachment um, to all of that. But I, I, I really just wanted to talk about mental illness because it's so important for us to pay attention. I also want to mention there's there's an organization. I mean, you can look it up. I don't know if it's available where you're at, but it's called NAMI. It's N-A-M-I, and they do a beautiful job of dealing with um, mental illness and directing you to where um, you can go to get the help that you need. They have some amazing people on call. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I did deal with them, and they were just simply amazing. They did not make me or my family feel any type of shame uh, because we were reaching out for help. So, Just starting out, NAMI gives classes, group classes, so that you're aware. In fact, you're going to find people who you never thought that you would see in a meeting like that asking for the same help. Oh, that's for sure. And the first thing that I found when I attended one of their meetings is I couldn't believe the people that were there. Mm -hmm. There was a, a, a judge. There was attorneys, and, you know, uh, I went there feeling shame, but, uh, you know, after a few meetings, it's like we were just all, all united, one. yeah, by by that portion of it, because we were all there for the same reason, trying to understand uh, what was happening with our family members and trying to get a, a grip, you know, on, on how to, to best handle clarity. it. But it, it was one of the first steps that I did make. Um, in trying to understand mental illness, not only, you know, what I had gone through, but, you know, what my family members were going through. I'm still dealing with, you know, some of the issues, but it's lessened the blow, I can say, because I have a little bit more knowledge. Um, I can take a, a, a better handle 
of some situations. I'm not completely 100% familiar with everything, but I am trying to learn. I am trying to make an effort. And that's why it's become such a close to my heart kind of subject because I think that we we really need to get on top of this. We really need to unite as raza and take care of each other instead of, you know, talking about each other or making it difficult for our people to tell us what's well, going on. You can also separate yourself. I did for the first two years of her mental illness. I completely separated myself from my family because I needed to come up with a plan to help my daughter make it through life without wanting to die. And I knew that I had to solve our our heart inside our home before I could share my experience with anyone else without crying or feeling awful about telling someone about my daughter's diagnosis. Gratefully, she doesn't have a problem telling anyone she has a diagnosis and that has been through therapy, through family acceptance, through allowing her to be authentic self and then also supporting her when she's cycling as well. And so what I will say is along this journey, if you decide to pick it up and do your research with your kids or your family, always, always remember it's a mission, not a burden. Oh, I love that. And do you think that the disconnect is cultural to us? I mean, specific to us? Yes, because what we view as, um, you know, white people stuff is weakness. That's how we view it as, and I knew that once I figured out that I was so far removed from this cultural thing, and it was more so about my daughter and her care, that I didn't care about the gringo way. Um, I just wanted the right way, and ultimately, because we pride ourselves in having all the remedies being brown people, um, we don't have it, guys. We need to ask for the help. We need to go out and look for it, and if your kids are struggling, Take an internal look at yourself and ask yourself why they're struggling so that you can start to help them. Was that one of the biggest setbacks for you when you started on this journey? Um, yes, because I was willfully selfish. I went to work every day. I sent her off to school. We came home. I cooked dinner. She did homework. Uh, and then it was bedtime. And so we had our routine and I was certain that everything was okay until it wasn't. I mean, we need to pay attention to even the slightest change Absolutely. in behaviors. You know, we need to stay on top of it. I'm not saying every change of behavior is is a sign of mental or emotional illness. But it's worthy of pushing your kids and asking most them. Most definitely. Most definitely. And your sisters and your brothers and your tias and your uncles. Everyone. Well, that was something that was deeply, deeply troubling me because I feel like we're not out there, you know, getting all the information that we need. Again, because it's a stigma. It's not that we're doing anything bad or that we're wrong in any type of way. But we just need to, you know, continue to pay more attention to, you know, our kids, our family members, and, and, and maybe start, you know, thinking a little bit differently about the different behaviors that we see. You know, no todos los borrachos uh, toman nomás para tomar porque les gusta andar pedo. Some of them are, are drinking to kill the pain, the to kill the trauma. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, we need to take a long, hard look. And if we can't help, you know, um, we need to hopefully direct them to somewhere. I mean, we can't push anybody to do anything they don't want to, especially if they're adults, right? 
So we want to look at more our, our, our children so that we can start making those uh, cultural changes and stop making it a shameful thing. Orale, Raza, I thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Brahm Mom, for Thanks your for insight. Greatly appreciate it. I hope you'll join us again. And I again, I have to mention that we are looking for your support, man. If it, this is not your kind of gig, if you don't dig it, please pass it on. Oh, to, you dig it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you pass it on to somebody that does, man. We have a good message. And this is for... For la raza, you know, it's by la raza, for la raza. I love you, mi gente. Cuídense.